Amen. And we just thank God. Just say, Lord, have your way. Let me fix that. Can you breathe now? I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure your mic is on. All right. Yep. They got a. It's on. All right. I threw the switch. Let's see. Hello? I think I need a battery. Hello? Hello? Yeah, you know, because the lights just flash, and so I think the battery is. Hello? Hello? That's on. Okay, let's let's pray. Oh Lord, we just thank you for another day. Thank you, God. I just feel great because of you. God, you are the strength of our life. And as we lean and depend upon you, God, Lord, we just thank you for that supernatural strength that you give us. God, another day, another week's journey that you brought us through. God, you kept us. You had your eye upon us, God. Your hand outstretched toward us, oh God. You have been our provider, our healer, our friend, whatever that we've needed, God, this week you have been. And so, God, we are grateful this morning to be in the house of the Lord. Oh, God, you've kept us, God. You've watched over us there, even in our congregation. God, you've bought back a brother, oh, God. You brought back Brad, God. You kept your eye on him, God, your hand upon him, your mercy upon him, God. And we thank you right now, God for you are ever faithful and ever true, God. We give you glory this morning. We give you glory this morning. We give you honor. The fruit of our lips gives you praise, not just when we're singing, God, but, God, just when we're talking, God. God, all of our being gives you praise, God. You are good. You are good. And we're not ashamed to say it, God. We're not ashamed to proclaim it, oh, God. You're the best thing that has ever, ever, ever happened in our life. And God, so we give you the best that we have in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, today we ask for your word, God, to permeate our whole mind, spirit. Oh, God, plant a seed, water a seed. Bring increase today, God, in the name of Jesus, that we can grow and be, God, what you've called us to be. Oh, God, we pray for the sick, the lonely, the depressed. We pray for those that are oppressed. We pray this morning for those that don't know what to do or don't know where to go. We pray this morning, God, that your word, your word would break through, oh God, break through and touch their lives today, that they would have a breakthrough in their life and come to know you in a mighty way, God, in a loving way, God, in a way, God, that brings life. And we'll give you the glory, we give you the praise, we give you all honor, God, because you deserve it, you deserve it, and you are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. So glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. I'm so glad that everyone is here. You know, this morning I got so excited about seeing Kay and I was, it was so funny. She said she told me, but I forgot. So I was, I was just 
in a little, where is Kay? I kept telling my husband, I don't know where Kay is at. And there's Kay, and she's here this morning. And I just thank God for she's been on a debt, right? So we thank God that he brought you back, amen, and kept you. And then I looked over there, and I got all excited. Wait a minute, I want to do something really, really quick. So I was looking over here this morning. I was like, oh, we got guests. We got guests. I was all excited. And then I looked up. I looked over at Sarita and Brad, and I was like, babe, we got a, we got a bunch of guests here. We got <laughs> I didn't even notice that that was Brad. I was all excited that that was a guest. Yeah, but I am excited that we have guests. Amen. And I don't know what your names are, but God bless you. We're so glad to have you here this morning. We're so glad. I know Sarita is excited. Amen. And I was thinking to myself, man, you know, she could be home with her baby, right? But she chose to do what? Come to the house of the Lord. Amen. And I was like, wow, thank you, Jesus. And you guys, you you know, those are the things that have kept me and Pastor David going to the word and coming to the house of the Lord, keeping real close to God. Because if we weren't close, oh, man. The devil meant to tear us up. And so I just thank God for you being back. And I pray that it be a refreshing ground as you come back with your family, that there be just a refreshing time as you reconnect. God is good. Yes, he is. And so this morning, I want to start out with, okay, you guys, and when I, I'm going to stop right now because um, she's on my mind. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, can you guys pray for I don't know where she is yet nobody's told me but Lucretia and let's pray for her amen I don't know but I want us to lift her up in prayer okay in the name of Jesus Lord she's your daughter amen father we cover her and the baby in prayer and we lift them up right now in the name of Jesus oh Lord let your word right let the joy of the Lord be her strength oh God protect her cover her and bless her today in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So right now, I'm going to start out with Psalms 150 and 6. And thank God for our praise and worship team because they led us into praise and worship. And I felt the glory of God. And it says in Psalms 150 and 6, let everything that has breath, let everything that has breath and every breath of life praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I like how it says that. Come on, you guys. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In the Message Bible, it says, let every living, breathing creature praise God. Hallelujah. Let every, because I only hear about four. But anyway, let every living, living breathing creature praise god hallelujah you know i thought to myself sometimes we might not want to be called creature so we're being quiet but we are created and we are his creatures okay and it says let every living living you got some breath in you this morning come on wave your hands you're living breathing creature 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody said, what you getting all excited about? Because God is a good God. Oh, yes, he is. Come on, we just sung it. Now we can say it. We just sang about the goodness of Lord. We don't stop now. We keep on going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The highest praise to the highest God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The highest praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. To the deliverer, to the keeper, to the soon coming King, to the one who died for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, sometimes we don't like to get undignified. We want to come on and get up. But hallelujah. It's the one that's kept me. It's the one in these last couple of weeks that's kept his hand on me, kept my mind, kept my heart, kept death from crushing me. Come on, hallelujah. God is a good God. Nobody should make us have to cheer for the Lord. Come on. We should be the greatest cheerleaders in the whole earth. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I still got a hallelujah in my spirit, y'all. I'm so glad I still got a hallelujah in my spirit. I, I said, I'm so glad I still got a hallelujah in my spirit. See, the enemy would want to take our praise away. But hallelujah. This morning, God has given me the theme, the gift of breath. What we going to do with this gift of breath? I said, what we going to do with this gift of breath? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! What are we going to do with this gift of breath? I want somebody right now, I want you to inhale. Inhale. Exhale. We've been talking about, Pastor David, is to be the change. To be the change, y'all, we must change the way we think about the gift of breath. To be the change, we must change the way we think about the gift of a breath. In Genesis 2 and 7, it says this, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. In the Amplified Version of that same verse it says then the lord formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life and man became a living being in the message it says god formed man out of the dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life the man came alive a living so, Job 12 and 10 says, in his hands is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. Let's do it again. Inhale deeply and exhale slowly. 
Inhale deeply. And exhale slow. Breathing is something we can, we can do without thinking about it. Breathing is something we do without thinking. And one of the greater things is that we do without thanking. Do you hear what I said? We breathe without thinking. And the greater thing is we breathe without thanking. Without thanking. However, when our breathing is not right, it becomes noticeable. We can walk along and we can breathe without even thinking about it, let alone thanking God for it. But when it's not there, it's very noticeable. In our climate today, in our air today, in our situations today with COVID, a lot of people have begun to notice breath. Breath has become something that people are taking notice to. This last hit with COVID for me, I had, that was one of the things that let me know breath is way, way more important than we give any thought to it about. And I remembered with this last hit of, no, of COVID for me, I, I began to walk up the stairs and I began to, and I told my husband, I said, something's wrong. I can't breathe. And so this whole side felt like tight. And when I tried to, this is how, breathe and it hurt to take a breath and I began to notice I was like what is going on and that's when my husband took the test and found out positive and I began to notice y'all breath what a gift As I begin to climb the steps, and we have steps, I, I pray. I said, what a dumb thing to get a house with steps. <laughs> and that was all because right then I had no breath. So we have three things of steps that, you you know, if you come to the house, there's three of them, three landies with steps. And I was just stand at the landing trying to get my breath. So my husband gave me an inhaler. Thank God for the creation of things. But my husband gave me the inhaler and took that, puffed on that. All of a sudden, I could feel my lungs open to the point that now I could breathe. But you guys, I was like, thank you, Jesus, for breath. And it gave me a lot of things that we go through as God's people, not that he puts them on us, but we go through, 
And when we go through, we learn things in that going through. And so as I go through, my prayers begin to get a little more deeper about people on ventilators and people in the hospital that cannot breathe in this cold. It begins to get a little deeper, not just, you know, not just a pat, oh, Lord, help the people with COVID, oh, God, in your name, you know, bless them, oh, God, rise them up. Now I become, Lord, the breath. Because I could just imagine that those that had it deeper to a deeper level where they had to be in the hospital and taken to the hospital because it's, it's a scary thing to try to grab for a breath and the breath is not there. And so I begin to start praying, wait, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of fear, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Open up the lungs, clear the passageways, Lord. Oh, Lord, right now, let them be able to go to a deeper level to pull up a breath, oh, God, in the name, you be their breath, oh, God. I begin to just pray because you know what, when you go through something, you start identifying with it and you start relating to it and it's not just a passing thing anymore. It becomes serious because now you are identify with what is going on so breath has become an important thing in the world today with this covid breath and and you know what johnny before covid there was asthma <laughs> come on sometimes see where we don't feel these things we don't like i told you my we don't feel things and so we can't identify with so sometimes God's let us go through he brings us out but he lets us go through so now we can be, see when he came down he became relatable and God is trying to make us relatable so that when we pray we can pray prayers that come from our gut we can pray prayers that identify with what the person is going through and I thought about asthma when I took that puff and I thought about Johnny and I thought about him I was thinking oh my god this is what must it feel like you know, sometimes we can be so get over it, get over it, get over it because we're not going through it. But in the name of Jesus, God wants us to be more compassionate with those that are going through. And so the gift of breath is something that God wants us to understand. It's a gift. We don't take notice to it, but it's a gift. It's a, And I thought to myself, it said in the beginning when God created man out the dust, it says that, okay, he, he put everything on man, but then it said he breathed into him and he became a living soul. And this is how important breath is. Most of us think food is important. So most of us will get mad about some food. If we ain't eating right, come on, we will get upset. How, how many, what do they call that? hangry or whatever y'all call that okay hangry okay hangry okay we will get upset feed me feed me feed me and I was I was just thinking about that because I can get a little upset and I'm praying about that when I don't eat because I want to act right God said we got the spirit of control come on and so I'll be like Lord uh -uh, this ain't you this is my flesh come on and so I was thinking about that that when Jesus, you know, he knows all about us. He knows we need to eat. He knows that we need water. He knows we need. But when he made man, he didn't give him a steak. <laughs> Come on. You know what? I would think my husband would have jumped right up if he gave him a steak. But he didn't give him a steak. He didn't give him water. He didn't give him a nice outfit. He didn't give him a. It said what he do? He gave him. 
and man became a li- and we must not forget that because sometimes we make things of this world so important but what makes us live is the breath of the living god sometimes we're upset and angry and acting crazy but w- and we think we need something but what we need is someone we need the breath of the living god breath is a, a man, that's what made us living was the breath of the living god I want to go to this chapter that Pastor David alluded to in in his sermons about the Valley of the Dry Bones. And here's a place where it talks about breath, all right? It says, the hand, in Ezekiel 37, if you don't, if you have your Bibles and you don't, you can see it right up there, but 37, 1 through 10, Okay. In the NIV, it says, the hand of the Lord was on me. This is Ezekiel, the prophet, talking. And he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Now, Ezekiel is having a vision here, okay? He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied. As I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. Come on. And the bones came together. Sorry, I'm trying to flip this page. It's not flipping. I must want y'all to rest on this. Okay, Dr. Come help me. I saw you, Kay. Okay. And so I prophesied as I was commanded. I hate when I'm reading stuff and I get stopped in it. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And I looked, and the tendons of the flesh appeared on them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Now look at this. It had on flesh, sinews, nerves, everything. He looked. Everything was looking like life. Was looking like it was man altogether. But he said, I looked and the tendons of flesh appeared on the bones. And the skin covered the bones, okay? But there still was a problem. But there was no breath in them. No breath equals no life, y'all. No matter how good we look, 
No breath equals no life. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. I want y'all to hear this. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life, and they stood up on their feet, a vast army. I mean, there's so much in this scripture. There's so much in this vision that he saw. So we see that Ezekiel, he sees this vision, and in this, he's taken to a valley, and in this valley, all he sees is dry bones. Dry bones. Dry bones can signify to us places in our life where it's just dry bones. Places in our life where the enemy has come and sucked the life out of our health, our marriage, our finances, our relationship. Dry bones. And Ezekiel, he's in this valley, and he, But God says, ask him a question, can these bones live? He asked him a question that with our eyes sometimes, we we don't know because things are so dry that we don't know. And so he asked him this question to make him think about, you know how he did with Peter? Do you, the, do you love me more than these? It's, it's a question that makes you go, why is he asking me that? <laughs> look what I did. Uh, and why is he asking me that? And now look at these bones. They're all dry. And, and, and he's saying, can they live? And, and they're all dry. And the natural man would say, they're dead. <laughs> they will not come back to life. But Ezekiel said, thou knowest. <laughs> I can't answer this question in my naturalness and in my flesh because in my flesh and in my natural I don't I can't see but I know thou knowest oh God you are sovereign he said sovereign Lord you are you are all knowing God he said thou knowest it and we look at our situation sometimes and they look so dry and they look so dead and there's no life in this and there's no life in that and we think it's over and God's asking us is it really over can these bones live and God wants us to by faith say thou knowest oh God I might not see anything in this, but thou knowest, O God. I may not see this situation coming back to life, but thou knowest, O Lord. My kids, thou knowest, O Lord. My husband, thou knowest, O Lord. My health, thou knowest, O Lord. That's a faith answer right there. Thou knowest. I don't know. But like Jeremiah said, I don't know, but my eyes are on you. My eyes are on you. I can look down. There's, I mean, so many people in the Bible that had a thou knowest, the woman that her son was dead. And she went running to the prophet. And they said, what's going on? And she said, it's all well. Why is it all well? Because I know, I know, I know the sovereign Lord. And I'm not looking at the dead child. I'm looking at the sovereign Lord. 
thou knowest. So Ezekiel tells him, thou knowest, O Lord. And the Lord begins to, from his faith answer, the Lord knew. See, when we give God a faith answer, now he can employ us to do a faith action. See, when we give him a faith answer, now he can employ us to do a faith action. He knows that we won't do a faith action if we don't give him a faith answer. If the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart does not please God, he knows we're not going to please him with our actions. Our actions are going to be stopped by our thoughts, stopped by the words that we say. That's why we got to be so careful about what we're saying. Am I saying what is faith? God has given us our breath, and I thought about that. I don't want my breath to be in vain. I don't want that breath that he breathed in me to be in vain. But he breathed. Did you guys understand that? That he breathed. He didn't just go take some air. It said he breathed. He breathed. It just, to me, it just reminds me of, you know, most of us, we don't want think, want to think about giving resuscitation where we have to breathe into somebody. We're like, Ick. But he breathed. He breathed, y'all. He literally took his breath and breathed. Breathe. And we began, and I don't want to take his breath, y'all, and let it be in vain. I don't want to be walking around with the breath of God inside of me and let it be in vain. When he breathed, I got everything that he had. Do you understand that? It was the breath of God that's in me. I said, it's a somebody need to say the breath of God is in me. And you need to recognize what you're going to do with this breath, what you're going to do with this breath. And so as he keeps on, he begins to let him know what he needs to do. And he tells him to speak over this body. And as he tells him to speak over, it says the body begins, there was a shaking. <laughs> there was a rattling. Oh, you know, I like this part because if you hear this, don't it kind of take you to the upper room when they were sitting there praying for the Holy Spirit and suddenly and suddenly a sound from heaven came and, and, and the, and the uh, fire just rested upon. There was a happening because this man was full of faith. So God began to act upon his faith, and suddenly he sees that there becomes uh, the, the, the sinews and, you know, the inside, the nerves, and all that stuff come together. And then it says, the flesh came upon him. And you guys, this were, we could end it right there. Let me tell you, I really want everybody to hear this. We could end it right there, that the flesh came. The flesh came. And most of us are ending it right there in our lives, in our valley of the dry bones. We're ending it with the flesh, the flesh way of doing it, the flesh way of acting, the flesh way of thinking, the flesh way. We're in, but just, but God said, look again. And when he looked, he sees, but there was no breath. It was just flesh. It was just flesh. And a lot of our stuff is just flesh. It's just flesh. It's just flesh. It's just flesh. We're losing because we're stopping at the flesh. Oh, breath of God, breathe on us. Breathe on us. Breathe on us. Breathe on us. 
breathe out our situations. Don't let us stop at the flesh. And so it says he looks and it's just flesh. But there was no breath in these bones. And reminding no breath equals no life. No breath equals no life. No breath in the natural, no life. No breath in the spirit, no life. So then he tells them, this is what God could have done. And sometimes this is what we want. God could have just performed a miracle right there. Made the, made the man and went by the blood or in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Rise up and talk. Rise up. That's what God could have done. And Ezekiel could have just seen a man. But who did he put the miracle? Whose hands did he? Not even hands. Whose mouth did he put the miracle in? That's what we've got to see. Our miracles in our mouths. Our breakthroughs in our mouths. Our deliverance in our mouths. God didn't do it. What he did, he put a command on them, and he said, he put it. Then he said to Ezekiel, "Prophesy to the breath. You open your mouth and you prophesy to the breath. You do it. You do it. You do it, oh man of God, oh woman of God. You do it. I'm not going to alakazam this situation. I'm not going to just magically make it go away. I'm telling you to open your mouth and prophesy. There comes a time in our life, people of God, Well, when we first come to the Lord, God does things and he hands us things and he blesses us and we get so excited. But then there comes a time of growth where God has told us to get into his word and to study his word and that his word would be deep inside of us. And God is calling us to a test and we go through and it seems like the season is long and the problem is hard and the mountain's too high and we just want God to come along and blow on it and we want God to come and wave his handkerchief over and we want God to just touch it and let it go away let it be over let it be come through and God says no you you're you're, I, I have more expectation on what I put in you the breath I have an expectation on that breath that I put on you And he says, I'm not going to touch it. You're going to prophesy. You're going to open up your mouth and you're going to prophesy. And so he tells him, prophesy to the breath. And this reminds me of the scripture in Matthew where he says, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. You speak. I'm not going to take my hand and wipe the mountain away. He said, you speak to the mountain. He said, you open your mouth and speak to the mountain and it shall be moved. There's no problem in the mountain moving if we have the right kind of faith. The problem is when our faith isn't there. And then we go, oh, God, you're not with me. Oh, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Where are you, God? I expected you to move that mountain. I expected that to be gone and it's still there. And God said, open your mouth and prophesy. Now, do you know what it, it took faith for him to do that? Come on, he said there was no breath. Can you see? He he either had to trust God right there 
or in his mouth he can, or his mind can go what do you mean what do you mean speak and, and breathe and what do you mean me prophesy and breath what what you're the breath of life you're the breath of life yes I am I am I am the breath of life and I am is within you Come on, I am not your lips, I'm within your mouth. All you got to do is believe that I am in you. That the works that you do, you do not of yourself. But the Father that dwelleth in you, the Father that dwelleth in us, he does the works. That's what we got to believe. I'm not by myself, Robert. You're not by yourself, Amanda. God said the works that we do, we do not of ourselves, but of the Father that dwelleth. Do you believe that he's dwelling in you? Do you have him up there or do you have him in here? God said he doth the works. So he tells him, tells this man of God, look. Prophesy to the breath. Open your mouth and prophesy to the breath. He said, and say this. Now understand this. When he tells us to prophesy, it is not what I want to say. (laughs) You know, sometimes we want to say, let's say, let's say I want a relationship. Say, you are my man. That's not what God's talking about. Come on, that's not what he's talking about. Sometimes he said, we'll look at and says, say, uh, you know, we might look at our health or, 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 you know, I want this to be gone. Be gone in Jesus' name. What we find out here is prophesy what Jesus tells you to prophesy. We get so disappointed. And I mean in every occasion, you can use the word of God at the wrong time, on the wrong situation. God said, prophesy he didn't say just prophesy say prophesy the breath say what you want to say to the breath he did not he gave him what to say he said prophesy and say to it and say what is you gonna have to prophesy but you are going to have to pray and say god what would you have me say what would you have we run out and we just say things but god has something to say that's going to bring life, that's going to move that mountain. He said, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Not what I say, not what Linda says, but this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. God had something for him to say, and he said exactly what the Lord said. He said, so I prophesy as he commanded So I did what he said do. I said what he, come on, sometimes we're saying a lot of stuff to God and saying God said it. Come on, and God ain't said nothing. And then it reveals because there's no fruit from it. There's fruit from what God says. This is what God lets you know right here. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. If he said it, there's power in it. If he said it, people are going to see fruit from it. A lot of times we're prophesying or saying we're prophesying, but we're prophesying on God. And then we misrepresent God. And then people are saying, well, you said, well, you, you said God said, well, you said Something happens. The word of God does not go out. What? Void. It accomplishes what it was sent out to do. I said the word of God doesn't go out void. We can't be prophesying and nothing happens. Does not work like that. 
what God says will surely come to pass. And so, so he says, so I prophesied as he commanded, and breath entered them. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? You guys, I just, can you imagine that you prophesy and breath enters those situations and things come alive? See, a lot of times we are not coming. You know, it used to be days when I when I first was growing up in the, in church, and people would come to church, and they had prophesied in their lives. I mean, testimonies was amazing. People was getting healed, delivered right in front of my little young eyes, and it made me trust God so much more because what they said to, what God said. I could see, I could see it, I could see it come to pass. And a lot of times our joy and our lack of, lackadaisical spirit is just because we're not seeing anything of God. And we can see more of God if we do more of this. If we prophesy what God said, it should surely come to pass. But we've, we've lost even the initiative to go before God and say, God, can these bones live? Surely thou knowest. What would you have me do? We have become part of the society where everything is hopeless. Everything's scary. Everything's fearful. The every conversation is, but this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. And I wonder when that happens. And, and, and all of our talk is talk of negativity. All of our talk is talk of what's happening in the world. What's ha- and God said, what's happening in the kingdom? Where's my kingdom, people? Where's my kingdom, warriors? Where's the voice that says God is good all the time? time and not just recite it but mean it if we're not careful we fall into the trend of this world the conversation of this world our whole mindset is on something that God's already told us already showed us in the word do you guys remind yourself it is finished it is finished everything that we see going on in the world today it's already finished for the saints of God it's already done for the saints of God we're already winners according to the book in revelation we've already been bought out bought through in the kingdom of God sitting with the Lord it's already finished already done we need to let people know the good news. It's already done. We've already won. It's already over. Already. No matter what we see, it's already done. You say, but Pastor Linda, but Pastor Linda, this is going on and that's going on. And wars and rumors of war. They're talking about war in these different places. So we turn on the news and go, oh, my God, they're talking about war. Oh, my God, they're going to, what's that mean for us? Oh, my God, what does it mean for us? The Bible said that there's going to be wars and rumors of war. It already warned us. It already lets us know. But at the end of all that, it lets us know that the saints of God, the saints of God, the believers, it's already finished no matter what happens according to the word of God we come out winners we've already won y'all we've already let's stop talking about talking like a defeated foe we've already won in Psalms 104 and 30 it says when you send forth your spirit and give them breath they are created 
and you replenish the face of the ground. When you send forth, whenever God sends forth his spirit, whenever he breathes on a situation, gives it breath, they are created. Come on. Created. God can create a new marriage. God can, can create your kids all over again. Oh, I'm standing on the word of God. God can recreate your health. God is the creator. He can say, let there be. But let me see. Let me say, we can say. <laughs> we can say, let there be. In all the dark places of our life. We don't have to be, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's going to happen? 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 There's just times when I've opened up Facebook and I've looked and I've seen, and I've seen different things my kids are, and I see different things, and I go, oh, my God, what's happening? What's happening? Oh, my God. And God says, speak. Speak to the seed. Let there be. And somebody's, and I've been speaking, and somebody said, you've been speaking, but ain't nothing been happening because I still see them. But let me understand this. God said, keep speaking. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. Let there be. And I look down and I say to myself, oh, the seed is in the dirt, and all people see is dirt. All people see is dirt, but there's a seed in that dirt, and I'm going to keep watering that dirt, and I'm going to keep watering that dirt, and pretty soon there's going to come up a sprig, and pretty soon there's going to come up a leaf, and pretty soon there's going to come up a whole tree, because I said, I prophesy in faith. We just need a whole lot of more faith talkers, y'all. I was just thinking when I was looking at Facebook the other day, I said, you know what? I'm going to start looking. Some people have gotten off Facebook, but Facebook. But you know why I'm on there? Because I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak life. One thing, don't spread bad news. <laughs> start praying for it. Bring good news to it. Bring good news. Some things I see on Facebook, on my reel and stuff, I'd be like, Oh, my God. Really? People are doing that? Really? But God said, what are you looking at that like that for? Do you know them are my souls and I love them? Speak life. Speak over that. Breathe life into We got to believe that we have life by speaking. The very life is let there be is within us. And we got to start saying, let there be. Let there be light. John 20 and 21 through 22. Then Jesus said to them again, peace to you. Just as the Father has sent me forth, so I am sending you. And having said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. In the Amplified in this, it says, but you shall receive pow power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends and the very bounds of the earth. In the beginning, God breathed into man and became a living soul. But we get to the New Testament and we find that Jesus breathes into them and says, receive the Holy Ghost. In the beginning, God breathed into them and they were a man that honored God, worshiped 
God, listen to God, follow God. Adam did, but then he did what God said not do, and that interrupted his discussions with God. That interrupted his relationship with God, and it said darkness was upon the whole earth, and sin became rampant, but then God sent and made a way for us and sent his only son, and when his son came, his son had breath too, and it said that his son took the disciples and he breathed on them. Here's another breath of God. He breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. He said, receive you. And, and what was this Holy Spirit that he was breathing on them? It says, you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might. That's what he breathed on them. Power, ability, efficiency, and might. Did he just breathe on his disciples? No. It says that, um, that it, he breathed. In Acts, it lets us know that it was for everyone. Acts 2, 38 and 39. And Peter answered them, repent, change your views and purposes to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness and release from your sins. And you shall, and you shall, and you shall, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Just them standing there? No. For the promise of the Holy Spirit is to you and for you and your children and to and for all that are far away, even to and for as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come to himself. This breath, that's us. This breath that Jesus breathed was full of power, efficiency. Y'all, we can't be punking out. Come on. Come on. We have the breath of God. And it's filled us with power. I can't do it. I can't. I can't, I can't many times. It's not that we can't, it's that we won't. We won't grab hold of the power and the efficiency and the might that's within us. That that's that's the only way that I can say I can do all. He, he didn't lie. He said, I can do all, I can do all, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. How can I do that? Not in my flesh, but in my spirit, the breath, the breath, the breath. That Jesus gave us the breath of the Holy Ghost. In Acts 17, 23, we're almost done, y'all. In Acts 17, 23 through 25, it says, For as I passed by, here's Paul, he's talking to them. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription. This part just kicks in. I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God whom therefore you ignorantly worship but I declare unto you God that made the world and all things therein seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth dwelleth not in temples made with hands neither is worship with man's hands as though he need anything seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Are we still, is our devotion still at the altar of an unknown God? I said, is our devotion still at the altar 
of an unknown God. He was talking to pagans when he was talking to them. He says, I see this on your altar. They had this on their altar. They didn't know who they believed in. All they said was, to the on the altar was like we come up here whatever we give our devotion our prayers but we give it to an unknown god and somebody might say that's not me i know who god is i know who god is we declare i know who god is i but we don't know what god does and we don't walk in it and we're it's just as bad to know god (laughs) but not know him really not know who he is, what he does. And how, and we have our own altar where we worship him. At a, uh, when things happen, I don't know if you're going to do it. I don't know if you're there. I don't know. I don't know if that was you. I don't know. I don't know. We're worshiping at the unknown God. We know what God, if we get in his word, I know what you'll do. I know who you are. And he's saying he's not worshiped with man's hands because they were making idols and stuff. He said, seeing, I'm the one that gives life. God's saying, I'm the one that gives life and breath and all things. Acts 17 and 28 says this, for in him, for in him, for in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. I said, in him. In him, by his breath, we live. This living, this walking around and this moving, you guys, this this is a gift. But it's only here because I have breath and breath of the living God. And so where I walk should honor him because it's his breath that's helping me to get there. What I say should honor him because it's, it's his breath that allows me to talk. Honoring the breath. You know, the psalmist says, you are the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. I'm desperate for you, God. I'm desperate for you, God. You are the air I breathe. It's not just something. God is the air I breathe. What am I doing with this breath? In Psalms 150 and 6, it says this. Let everything that has breath. I started out with that. Let everything that has breath. Let everything that has breath inhale. Exhale. God said, what are we supposed to do with this inhale and exhale? It says, let everything that has breath. And every breath of life, praise the Lord. That's what we're supposed to do with this breath. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. To praise the Lord means to boast about him through our lives, to let it shine through us, to glorify. We praise the Lord not just singing in church. Praising the Lord means glorifying him past these doors. Glorifying him in our homes, on our jobs, in the grocery store. Glorifying and shining. That's what praising the Lord means. Let everything that has breath live for me. Holy, completely, every day, 24 hours. Give him praise. Oh God, we ask that you would purify the air. Purify the air that we breathe. Because we're in a world with so much fear. 
doubt, anxiety, and despair. And if we're not careful, we're breathing in the air. Pastor David put on a documentary, and on this documentary it showed that during COVID, that in certain states, that the air that had smog in it no longer had smog, they could see blue skies. Why? Because there was less activity going on. So there was less pollution in the air. Things had come to a halt because of COVID. There was a lockdown. And, and you guys, I remember lockdowns in prayer. But we would lock down in prayer. And what that does, it takes us out of all the activity and the cares of this world and and it pulls us apart to sit down and lock down with God and all of a sudden when we would have those all night prayers or the those 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 fasts that went on for 3 to 5 days and all, all of a sudden the air became more we begin to inhale the word of God the power of God, the promises of God, the might of God. And it helped us to be able to exhale. All that junk, all that doubt, all that fear, all that stuff that didn't line up with the word of God. And we begin to walk out of those overnight stays. and We begin to walk back into our situations. With the strength of God, with the power of God, with the no does anybody remember what I'm talking about? With the knowing of God, with the blessing of God, with the faith of God, because we begin to inhale the pureness, the mightiness of God's word and get rid of all that junk that we've been feeding on. In Romans 1 20 to 21. For every since the creation of the world, his invisible nature and attributes, that is his eternal power and divinity, have been made intelligible and clearly discernible in and through the things that have been made his handiworks. So men are without excuse. All together without any defense or justification. Because when they knew and recognized him as God, y'all get this point right here. Because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks. Remember I said we breathe without thinking and we breathe without thanking. They did not. It says they knew and recognized him as God, but they fell into this habit that they did not really honor and glorify him as God. They didn't put him in the proper place as God, nor give him thanks. But instead, they became futile and godless in their thinking. You guys. Say to God, we can't come fu- become futile and godless in our thinking. Uh, we can tell, I can tell, and God can tell when we're thinking wrong because how we talk is wrong. We can't prophesy to anything because all we're doing is talking gloom and doom. It says, but instead they became futile and godless in their thinking. 
with vain imagining, foolish reasoning, and stupid If there's one thing I know that God has called me to do in this season, bring it down. Come against it. Every talk that does not lift up the name of Jesus, every talk that does not glorify the name of Jesus, every talk that doesn't give him honor and power, God said, cast it down. It's futile to sit up and talk about the doom and the gloom of the world. It's futile to sit up and talk about how we're going to die and what's going to happen. and what. It's futile because I know the finish. I know the end. God said, talk about the end. Talk about the good news. Talk about what he's already finished. All this stuff God's hands on. All this stuff God has to do to get people, most of all, to get people to bow down on their knees because he's not willing for any man to perish. And we as God's people need to be looking and just praying for people's souls to be saved. Glorifying God that the end is almost near and we are going to see our Lord bust through them clouds. We should be excited. It says, don't you guys stop. Stop being futile and godless. One wrong thought can have us on a tangent. On a tan, sometimes we on a tangent. We with the world just on a tangent. We start one wrong thought, and all we're talking about is, oh yeah, and the and the COVID's gonna kill us, and oh my God, this strain and that strain, and oh my goodness, oh, no. The Israelites lived through all those plagues in Egypt, but yet they came out. God bought them out. That was their end. Our end is we're gonna see the Lord. And we've got to believe it. Psalms 145, 10 through 13 says this. This is how we're supposed, I want y'all to get, this is how we're supposed to live. This is what we're supposed to do. All your works shall praise you, O Lord. And your loving ones shall bless you. Affectionately and grateful shall your saints confess Show your, what are we confessing, God? What are, we, what are we confessing about God? When we're around people, we need to be confessing the goodness, the greatness, the might of God. And it says, your saints confess and praise you. What are we giving praise to? What we talk about mo- the most, that's what we're worshiping and giving praise to. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. Come on. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom, not of the dreariness of this earth. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. Come on. They shall do what? They shall speak of the what? Glory of your kingdom. And y'all, we get tired talking about this world stuff. That's why it's draining us. Talking about negative stuff. What can't happen? What's coming? Oh, so we're, you know, we're scared with them. We're getting drained. We're getting drained. God said, here's how we get energized that we need to speak of the glory of the kingdom of God and talk about his power to make known to the sons of man God's mighty deeds. And the glorious majesty of his kingdom. 
Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. What's going to come out of my breath? No matter what you see, God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. He let us know this earth is going to pass away. Nothing we say about it is going to keep this earth here. He said heaven and earth will pass away, but there will be a new heaven and a new earth. He says your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures throughout all generation. In the message it says, creation and creatures applaud you. God, your holy people bless you. They talk about the glories of your rule. They exclaim over your splendor. Letting the world know. This is what we're supposed to be doing, y'all. Letting the world know of your power for good. The lavish splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom eternal. You never get voted out of office. That's our king. That's our king. You never get voted out of office. God always does what he says and is gracious in everything he does. This is what we're supposed to be doing with this breath. This breath. Don't waste this breath. Don't waste it. This breath is supposed to magnify, glorify, lift up the name of Jesus. You can stand right now. Everybody stand. As you're standing, I want you to notice your breath. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. This is a gift. And God wants us to take our everyday walking, talking life and magnify only have so many breaths before the Lord calls our name. Don't waste this breath. On this world, on the craziness of this world, but the creator who created us He breathed life. And this morning, somebody needs to say, breathe new life within me, Lord. Breathe new life. I've been inhaling darkness, death, doubt, fear, anxiety, worry. I've been inhaling negativity. Breathe new life in me. Breathe new life. Breathe. Clear the air, God. Oh, Father, let me inhale the promises of your word, the strength of your word, the deliverance of your word, 
the joy of your word. Let me inhale it, God, and let it permeate my my whole my wholeness, God, let it permeate my wholeness so that my thoughts and my spirit, man, may be permeated with your goodness, your strength, your power, and your might. And I can exhale that in the way that I walk, in the way that I talk, in the way that I live, God. May I exhale that so the breath of you can be breathed upon others. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word this morning. If anybody just needs prayer this morning, I just ask you to come quickly. I just want to impart, oh, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, breath of God. Thou knowest, oh God. Thou knowest, oh Thou knowest where Cain needs that breath. She'll live and not die. And she shall declare the works of the Lord through her life. Breath of God. Breathe. 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 Upon her mind, upon her heart, upon her spirit. Breathe. Breathe. Breath of God, in the name of Jesus, thou knowest, O oh God, thou knowest, O oh God, thou knowest where Katrina needs a breath, thou knowest, O oh God, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, where she's anxious, where she's fearful, breathe. God, breathe, God, breathe, God, breathe on her, oh God, breathe new life within her, God, oh God, she has a new life, God, breathe restoration, breathe, God, breathe, oh God, breathe strength, oh God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Breathe, Willie. Breathe. Breathe on this man, God. Breathe. Breathe new life within Breathe new life within him. Breathe, God. Oh, God, that when he inhales, God, is more of you, more of you, more of you, more of you, permeating him. Oh, body, soul, and spirit. Breathe. Breathe. Breathe a passion, God, that cannot be stopped. Breathe a fire, God, that cannot be quenched. Breathe. In the name of Jesus, breathe new life. Breathe. 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 